Man, this movie stinks. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema, the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you're all having a nice, what is now Friday at this point. We did it. We got through another week of quarantine. It's been about 73 of them so far, only 785,000 more to go until golf is back. Yay, 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 yay. Hope everyone is enjoying uh, quarantine. Uh, I feel personally like we've kind of hit the Groundhog Day stage of quarantine uh, at this point. You know, we've kind of done all the things we wanted to do. Uh, like this podcast, for example, this is something I've, I like, I really wanted to dive into. It was something I've always wanted to try, and I'm glad I did. I still love doing the show. Thank you all for listening very much. Uh, but now it's like part of my routine, which is kind of cool, but at the same time, it's like, I find my sometimes I find myself it's like oh shit I, right I gotta watch this movie tonight <laughs> this movie tonight so it's becoming home not I don't want to say it's becoming homework that's a bad way to put it but I think you all understand what I mean you know the uh, you know I've been playing video games nonstop I've you know I'm eating the same things over and over again I'm just I'm, I'm dying here I'm dying for something give me give me some type of human interaction. Okay, so uh, we're going to get right into the episode uh, tonight. We're talking about, and I hate to do this so early in my collection, where this is episode 12, I think, 12 of what's going to be 150, hopefully. Uh, so it's very, very early to make this diagnosis, but I'm going to call, I'm, I'm going to make the call right now. There is no combination of a movie as random or bad in my collection, as Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. <laughs> I could not tell you why I own this movie. Uh, I will explain the story of how that came to be later on. The, like, you look at all the other movies in my collection, this one sticks out as just a big, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's not even like the original Anaconda's, which is somewhat entertaining, because it's at least got people you know in it. Uh, this one, this movie fucking stinks. <laughs> it's got, like, aside from maybe one guy, you've never seen anyone in this movie in anything else before. It's, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's a shitty horror movie, and the basically the gist is that people are in the jungle looking for this plant that's supposed to be the, you know, fountain of youth or something like that, and there's a giant snake chasing them. It's that simple. Done. There's the plot. There's the whole movie. First, second, third act. Done. The movie is... It's a sequel to uh, the original Anaconda. Quick background about the movie. Uh, it's a sequel to Anaconda, which came out in 1997. And that was a... It was a big star-studded... John Voight, Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, Jonathan Hyde, Owen Wilson, Danny Trejo. A lot of, a lot of faces you recognize. Jonathan Hyde. Uh, in case you don't recognize the name, you probably recognize the face. He's uh, dad slash hunter from Jumanji, and he's also the guy who designed the Titanic in um, what's the what's that movie about the Titanic? I don't know. I'll think of it later. It was it was a pretty good success at the time. It was made on a forty five million dollar budget. Uh, domestically, it made about sixty five million dollars, and worldwide about one hundred thirty five million dollars. So. It was a successful campaign. 
And then what's kind of weird is they waited seven years to do the sequel to this, and they didn't put anybody marketable in it, so to speak. The biggest name in this movie is far and away uh, Morris Chestnut. And to get into the cast, it stars Morris Chestnut. You know him from uh, Boys in the Hood. He plays Ricky. Uh, Ladder 49, and another classic, which I wish I owned, but I probably... You know, this is, I'm going to put this next movie in a category of movies that I definitely should own, and that is Like Mike. That's right. He plays Tracy Reynolds opposite Lil Bow Wow and Dirk Nowitzki and Jason Kidd and Steve Nash and Michael Finley, and Chris Webber and Alan Iverson. Definitely should own that. Got to get on that. I just, that hand up, that's on me. I need to be better. So that's me taking notes, trying to be better for you people. Uh, as I mentioned, Morris Chestnut. It also stars Katie Strickland, Eugene Bird, Johnny Mesner, Matthew Marsden, a couple other people that you've also never heard of before, and that's totally fine. Uh, Katie Strickland, she was on Private Practice, and she makes an appearance in Fever Pitch. Uh, Johnny Mesner, he's been in a couple of action movies. He's, If anyone's the protagonist, so to speak, in this movie, it's probably his character, who is, he has a really great name uh, for an action movie. Uh, and his name is Bill Johnson. That was the best that the writers could come up with here. Bill Johnson. And here's the thing about the writing for this movie. There are ten people credited with writing this movie. Ten people. I'm not going to get into all of them. There's only one that's really noteworthy. Uh, and that guy is Daniel Zellman. And he is the creator of Damages, which won a couple of Emmys. Or not, was nominated for a couple of Emmys back in the day. And... Uh, Bloodline, more recently on Netflix, the Kyle Chandler and Ben Mendelsohn show, which uh, if you've ever, if you're looking for some time to kill during quarantine, watch the show at night. It's a very good, it's a, it's a good show to watch in the dark. Uh, but the first season of this show is one of the best seasons of TV I think I've ever seen. The second season takes a, a pretty deep, solid decline. Uh, and then third season, I honestly couldn't even get through it. It's just Whatever, but do yourself a favor, uh, go watch Bloodline on Netflix, watch the first season, and stop right there. It ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger, but you don't really need to watch the rest. That's it, It's completely fine. You know, leave leave something to your imagination. Uh, also in the, in the cast, I mentioned uh, Matthew Marsden. And I want you guys to go on our social media handles right now. Uh, that's at QuarantinemaPod. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, quarantine, again, at Quarantinema Pod, and I posted a picture of Matthew Marsden on there, and at first, you know, when you're first watching the movie, the guy kind of looks like another Marsden we all know and love named James Marsden, and going through the cast, you see, oh, his name is Matthew Marsden, maybe it's James Marsden's brother. Nope, they're not related whatsoever. You gotta look at their pictures side by side. They literally look like identical twins. It looks like the same guy, to be honest with you. And upon further research, there is no relation between them, genetically at least. Um, James Marsden uh, comes from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Matthew Marsden is British. So point for, ja uh, for James Marsden on that one. But the craziest thing about this is, and again, you really need to Google this. Okay, now that you've done that, they're not related. Again, they're not related, not brothers, not cousins, not nothing. They're not related in any way. This is going to blow your mind. Their wives have been friends since they were six years old. <laughs> like, just how 
bananas is that? So you have James Marsden, Matthew Marsden, same last name. They look identical. They're on complete opposite ends of the pond. And they're not related in any, again, they're not related in any way whatsoever. But their wives have been best friends <laughs> since they were six years old. What are the fucking odds of that? I don't know. It's one of the things that really blew my mind the most about this movie. And that says a lot about the movie because this movie sucks ass. <laughs> There's just not, nothing good happens in it. Uh, I mentioned the writers earlier. It's directed by a guy named Dwight Little. Not a whole lot to be impressed about. He's had this long career in television, which is fine, but he's uh, rolled out a couple of features. This was one of the last ones that he rolled out. He's been working in TV mostly ever since. Uh, he directed Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. A 1989 adaptation of The Phantom of the Opera, marked for death, and probably his career highlight was Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home. Uh, and then he made this, and it's easy to see why he hasn't got a lot of work doing uh, big budget movies ever since. And you know what? Look, I love a bad, a bad horror slash action movie as much as anyone, but it's like this isn't even remotely entertaining. Like, there's, there's the genre of so bad that it's good. Uh, Planet Terror, I've, I've talked about it on numerous episodes of the podcast so far. I, we're going to be talking about it months from now. But that is to me, that's the king of so bad it's good. Uh, there's a lot of other movies that kind of fall into this uh, genre. There's, uh, let's see, there's uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Uh, oh, man, i got to watch that again. That's a good fucking movie. Um, uh, another zombie movie I've talked about before. Dead Snow, it's European, just look it up, look it up, find it, watch it, enjoy it, ignore it, just read the subtitles, uh, and you know, you know, I gotta make, I actually have to go out of my way to start doing more of that, I love, there's nothing better than a foreign movie that you really, really like, because it's just so surprising, you don't know anything about it going into it, uh, it's kind of like what uh, Bong Joon-ho was saying uh, during the awards campaign this year, the director of Parasite, uh, one of his speeches, he said something about, like, once you get over, like, the one-inch line of uh, just reading the subtitles, you open yourselves up to thousands of more movies. Uh, there's only one movie in my collection that is 100% in subtitles. Uh, it's called The Motorcycle Diaries. It's in Spanish. It's about uh, Che Guevara's kind of uprising in Cuba. I've watched it one time. I don't plan on watching it until uh, a couple of months from now when we get to the M's in my collection. Uh, but I'm very excited to watch that one again. I, again, I, it's one of those things I saw it in like Spanish class when I was like 16 or 17 years old, and then I just saw it in like a DVD store one day for like a dollar, and I bought it, and that was kind of it. Anyway, back to back to Anacondas. The problem with this movie is like there's just nothing that really like grips you in. The, they get right into the story, you know. They're uh, it's a team of scientists. They're going on this expedition to find this flower that supposedly holds the key to uh, the fountain of youth or something like that. Um, and while they're going through the Brazilian jungle or something like that, they just get chased by anacondas, and that's kind of it. Uh, there's, you know, it's nothing too crazy. Not, there's nothing just memorable about the movie. Like, there's no... It, it's a horror movie, and the point of these movies, so to speak, is, you know, to kill people. <laughs> and nobody really dies in, like, a particularly entertaining or interesting fashion uh you know they just kind of everyone just kind of gets eaten by the snake and you know that's that it's a bummer but so i want to touch upon real quick uh my background uh with this movie because i don't really have it i don't really have a whole lot of insight to be honest with you on the 
actual movie itself. I want to talk about the story, about uh, why I have this movie in my collection in the first place. Okay, so when I was 12 years old, I had a birthday party. And this birthday party, and 12 is a big year, because I was in sixth grade. I'm in middle school now. I'm a man. And I had a birthday party to celebrate being a man. And so I invited all my guy friends over. We started off the night. We had a shit ton of pizza and like wings and stuff like that. Ate it on my parents' back deck. Great start to the night. Then uh, we loaded up in both my parents' cars. We went to some mini golf place. I don't remember what the name of it was. There's only one mini golf place in town that I can remember. And I can assure you that it wasn't that one that we went to. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we went all the way to the movie theater on the other side of town. And we saw Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. And then we came back and had a big old sleepover. That's the best introduction to manhood I could possibly imagine. As for why I own this movie, uh, so a couple of months after this, uh, my family and I, uh, where we grew up, there was a strip mall about uh, 10 minutes away from our house. And in the strip mall, there was a, there's a Fuddruckers on the corner, some of the world's best burgers I haven't had in years. I got to go back there. Uh, you know, I'm going to put that in my top 10 for things I want to do once I get out of quarantine is I want to go to Fuddruckers. Yeah, I want to build my own burger. I want to feel that sizzle. I just want to bite into something juicy. And I can't wait to be disappointed because there's no fucking way it's as good as it tasted when I was 12. Uh, but it's still there. And uh, so my family was at Fuddruckers. We were finishing up one night. And my dad was, uh, as he's finished up his food, there's a Blockbuster next door out of this place. My dad, uh, you know, I'm a man now, so I'm responsible for making good decisions. Uh, he gave me a $20 bill and said, like, hey, why don't you go over to Blockbuster and get a couple of movies for us to rent for the weekend so that we can watch them? I said, great, I can do that. So I walked across the street uh, over to Blockbuster, walk in, and the first thing you see when you walk in is the big uh, counter with all the new releases on it. And front and center, Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. So I picked up a copy of that, and I spent all the money on buying a copy of this piece of garbage. And I walked back over to Blockbuster afterwards, and I put the movie on the table. I was like, I know what we're watching this weekend. And my dad was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I was like, Dad, you saw the movie with us. You, you literally drove us to the theater, and you came in, and you paid for us. And he was like, I, I told you to get multiple movies to rent for the weekend. You bought one bad movie what the hell is this i was like it's not bad dad it's good get off my back Ugh, i'm a man uh what a what a time to be alive being 12 um all right so we're gonna get into the did you knows uh, for the movie real quick there were only like six of them listed on imdb this is the least amount that we've had so far to work with uh so if they're not interesting that's on you you gotta expand your horizons uh all right so first one here the character of Cole, played by Eugene Bird, mentions a documentary crew who were also hunted by anacondas, which other characters dismiss as a story. This is, in fact, a reference to the film Anaconda, the first film in the series, which stars Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube. So, I don't, I've seen Anaconda. I've, I think I've only seen like the TV version of it. I don't know if the actual version is any different, but it's not. You know, it's not great. It's it's definitely the kind of movie that. 
you know, why why wait seven years and make a, a bad sequel to it? You know, it's just it's just one of those things. But um, maybe I'll maybe I should give the actual Anacondas another uh, the the original Anaconda another shot. Uh, I just don't want it. But this is a fun little callback to the original. Maybe they're actually you know what this movie's kind of like. I, this this whole franchise has a whole potential for like a Sharknado or uh, like that. What are the octopus movies? Uh, but but yeah, uh, like these really shitty like D movies that would premiere on sci-fi. It's just a really simple premise. You get, okay, we'll have some hunky dudes, some girls dressed in scantily clad, whatever. And there's just a fucking monster that goes around eating people and they just die in absolutely ridiculous ways. That's kind of what they should lean in on. They were trying to take this movie a little too seriously. Like, dude, no, it's a movie about getting eaten by snakes. It's really not that interesting. Okay, uh, second, did you know, Nadia Tyson Chu's score was nominated for Best Soundtrack Album at the 2005 Screen Music Awards in Australia. Useless? Okay, moving on. Third, did you know, and final, the first Hollywood movie to have its premiere in Fiji. You know what, that, uh, you guys can use that one as an icebreaker next time. You know, next time, you know, when you're starting a new job, uh, because, which we're all going to be doing eventually, um, at some point or another, uh, when you start a new job and you have to do those, like, silly icebreaker games with your coworkers, uh, just say, you know, hey, did you know that the first Hollywood movie to have its premiere in Fiji was Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid? And then no one's going to talk to you for the rest of the time you work there, and then you'll finally get some fucking peace and quiet. Sounds pretty good to me. Uh, all right, so final segment. We're going to rank the movie on a scale of one to five hazmats. I'm going to... I don't want to give it a one. That's rude. I'm going to give it a one and a half because I do hold... Because I was able to remember being in Fuddruckers and now I really want a burger. That's worth the extra half point to me. So... Would I recommend this movie? No. <laughs> Would I recommend this podcast? Absolutely, yes. And you can follow us on social media at Quarantine Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also subscribe uh, to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, which is a new one, and we're pretty much wherever podcasts are heard. So why don't you do that? Give us a follow. Tell your friends you're not doing anything anyway. Just, just listen to us, man. It's gonna be great. Uh, Okay, next week we got it. We actually have a pretty cool lineup next week. We're going to be talking about uh, at least two of the all-time classic comedies, in my opinion, uh, particularly Anchorman. We're going to have a guest on that one, Animal House. Uh, and then who knows what's in store after that. Only I do because I have the power. Okay, so thank you all again for listening. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much. And remember, don't be a hero. Stay inside. Watch a movie.